welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, April the 6th, 2021. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing good. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, My hot take for today has to do with the uh, fan base for the New York Yankees. Uh, And longtime listeners of this show will not be surprised to hear me say that uh, New York Yankees fans are fucking horrible people. Uh, Yankees pitcher, Joel, help me out with this guy's name. Um, Domingo Herman. Domingo Herman missed all of last season uh, for violating the... Major League Baseball domestic violence policy uh, by beating the shit out of his girlfriend. And he pitched for the first time since 2019 on Sunday, I believe, uh, or yesterday, maybe Monday. Uh, And he was met by a standing ovation by the 4,000 or so fans that were in Yankee Stadium that day. Standing ovation for somebody coming back from a domestic violence uh, uh, suspension. So, hats off to you, Yankees fans, you fucking douchebags. Yep, New York is New Philadelphia, that's what I say. I just, like... This this doesn't seem like a hot take to me, because... We all know that fucking Yankee fans are piles of trash, so... I know, but I feel like it's... This is, like... This is like a standing ovation. Being like, okay, yeah, we'll sign, you know, what's his name? The other wife beater. But this guy got a standing ovation for beating the shit out of his girlfriend. And I just don't understand. I'm going to go ahead and give Yankee fans the benefit of the doubt and just assume that it's due to complete ignorance, which actually kind of lines (laughs) up with with the M.O. of us. There's no way. Yeah, I mean, they don't know anything about the Yankees or baseball or the people playing baseball they only know that their team wins a lot and that they go there and if they wear the logo maybe jay-z will think they're cool or something and the fact is is that they don't know anything about anything so they probably don't even i'm just giving them the benefit of the doubt and assuming they don't fucking know all i'm saying is i think that if you're a woman and you're thinking about dating a yankees fan think again think again yeah i mean that's always been a deal breaker am i right lady (laughs) (laughs) right i Today, they, they all have small the dicks word. also. Just but does he, I think dick shaming kind of falls into the whole, you know, like we gotta get rid of all the, the patriarchy smash the patriarchy means patriarchy. stop talking about penis size, you know. <laughs> I was watching uh, Yankees Baltimore this afternoon. Yankees were up like seven to nothing, seventh inning, middle reliever for Baltimore was in. Aaron Judge hits a Line drive off the middle reliever's ankle, right? Like, couldn't really hurt him. So uh, the they take some time, let the reliever throw a couple more pitches. The fans start booing the guy who got hit by the line drive. Nice. And Aaron Judge <laughs> probably, like, high-fived a bunch of people. Yeah, went out in the stand. Yeah. Just, like, let, leading them in the way while right. he's waiting on first base. Just, like, punch some yeah. woman in the front row. You probably deserved it, that pitcher. <laughs> yeah, he was asking for it with his ankles showing like that. 
Yeah, fuck Yankee fans. It's going to be a long season. We're going to have lots of opportunities to talk shit about the Yankees. Also joining us, as per usual, is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? Oh, it's going pretty good, Joel. Thanks for having me. I'm coming to you straight from the Pacific Northwest, the beautiful, blissfully beautiful springtime Seattle. In uh, my hot take is that stop signs at roundabouts are a crime against humanity, and anybody that uses stop signs at roundabouts should burn in hell. Yeah, it's all about the yield. They don't even make sense if it's... A... It has no goddamn place at a roundabout. Defeats but they do it in purpose. Seattle. Defeats the purpose of having a roundabout. 100%. The entire concept. Don't have a roundabout. If you're going to have a stop sign, don't have a fucking roundabout. You need a yield. Here's the thing about the roundabouts. Because growing up in Oregon, we loved roundabouts too for some fucking dumb reason. It's all about when do you turn on that right signal. Right? Oh, well, like when you're in the roundabout. When you're in the roundabout, because yeah. you don't want to fake people out, but you've only got a very small window to tell them that you're turning off of the roundabout. I think that that's a good point, Joel, and I would say that that's one of the faults of American roundabouts. See, like in Europe, they're just there's no lines; they're just a big circle, and you just right. drive through it as fast as you can. Just go, just go. But you have to go around the right side of the thing. You know, like you have to go around. Around that, or unless you're in London, jolly old London, <laughs> you go around the left side of the roundabout. Anyway, the point being, they have stop signs on roundabouts in Seattle, and I fucking hate them, and I've been meaning to tell the world that I hate them. So that's my hot take. I don't understand why you guys have roundabouts out there anyway. You have like unlimited space. You just have, like, you could never, you could have roads that never intersect with each other at all. You know what I mean? What? I, like you have, I, have you ever been to the West Coast? Yeah. Oh, uh, you were at a wedding there. I saw you at yeah. a wedding there. Yeah, yeah. But that was like rural Oregon. Have you been to Seattle? <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying, so like it's wide open spaces out there. You got like yeah, you got like a million you, acres per person. Stop sign, you just move west, young man. <laughs> 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 yeah, true. You just, you know, let's just go. We got, we're out of here. We're you've, going got, to the wild. you've got your flag. You've got your pitchfork. You just stick it in the ground, and that's your 10 acres. That's that, you own that. What, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Seattle drivers suck, and they use these fucking things. We have neighbor in the neighborhoods. They're in the neighborhoods that instead of in lieu of stop signs, but they've been not taught. And I don't think they're, like, taught in... Like in Seattle, also people like cut, take the left the wrong direction in front of them, like they cut oh, them off and ooh, stuff like that. And it's just like, what the like, what the like, the reason they put stop signs on the roundabouts is because nobody knows how to drive through the roundabouts in the correct process. Anyway, I'm gonna say this real quick. Um, say I think the closest I got to losing my friendship with Sam was when I drove us both from New York to Boston to go to a Red Sox game. And it took me like six hours because I drive about fifty-two miles per hour. In it, it's like a three-hour drive. Yeah, but it also is never a three-hour drive unless you're doing it at like three in the morning, right? On a weeknight. I mean, it's like a so four-hour drive. Like that drive can take up to eight hours. Sam was getting very cross at all the cars passing us on the interstate. All right, so basically, you're just you're you're. 
You're a snail. You're a, you're a caution. caution I am like an eighty year old grandmother on the interstate. Yeah. <laughs> Joe's like, oh, we're exiting in about eight miles. Better put my blinker on now. <laughs> but yet he has such a fine understanding of the use of the signal in a roundabout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Better start slowing oh, down the for the exit. In a roundabout, but on the highway, <laughs> it's blunt force. It's all, it's all just different cultures. That's all I'm saying. All right. Um, my name is Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My hot take, hey, congratulations to the AL Player of the Week, Yermin Mercedes, designated hitter for the Chicago White Sox. If Yermin were to retire at this exact point in time, he would retire with a career batting average of 632, a career slugging of 947, a career OPS of 1597, and a career OPS plus of 342. Not saying he should retire. Say it'd be pretty fucking funny if he did. Well, guys, I went 12 for 19 in my MLB career. That's good for me. Bye, everybody. If he was smart, he probably would. Because yeah, exactly. <laughs> I bet he doesn't bat six thirty two with a career for a career average. I, I he's on my fantasy team. He's he's gonna hit three hundred and fifty hits this year, guaranteed. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like the guy that uh, played for the college team in his first game. He hit in his first two at bats. He hit two grand. He had a grand slam. He had two grand slams. Yeah, two grand. He had an OPS of 8,000 or something like that. Yeah, and I was like, you know, <laughs> my point then and my point now is just, you should just retire because it's never going to be this good again. It's all downhill from there. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, you're absolutely right. Well, I, I'm rooting for you, mean. He's 28. He spent 10 years in international play and in the minor leagues. He's like, bounced around a lot, that kind of guy. He's like, oh, I'm sure this will stick then. Exactly. Yes. That's right. You're not, not wrong. I, I was, I thought he was younger. I thought he was like a young hot prospect. I didn't look into no, him. No, he's like a journeyman. He's played like the Dominican <laughs> league. Like he got cut from like the Cleveland minor league system or something like that. You know, there's gotta be some payout or something or else he really should retire. I'm sure he's going to finish his season. He looks like he's having fun. I am a big fan of your mean Mercedes. You should be too. Yeah, I like him. He's got the kind of uh, Kyle Schwarber body type. Yeah, big, big, big tank-like guy. Right, yeah. really well, he, big up top and then kind of like short, stubby little legs, you know? But he reminded me a lot. He reminds me a lot of the last guy that kind of has almost a similar career arc is Williams, Williams Astudio. Of the Minnesota Twins. Don't know. know. He's the backup catcher. Willie Astudio, I think he, he's like he's El Tortuga is what he's called, and he batted uh, like he batted over like over three fifty for a while last season because he hits all the time. He like struck out like three times and his like in like three hundred minor league at bats or something like that. Like he never strikes out and he hits for average, but he's kind of like that. He's like kind of like a bowling ball. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Vogelbach, we'll, got a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. those guys all have more power. That guy is yeah. huge, though. Yeah, he's ridiculous. Like, if this guy, uh, you know, was a... If this guy was like a Lord of the Rings 
race, he'd be like a dwarf, probably, you know? Yeah, he's 5'11", 245 pounds. Oh, that's pretty tall, I guess. That's not that small, though. That's pretty big. Right. <laughs> pretty pretty round. He's round. I mean, 5'11", he's almost 6 feet. I mean, he's like, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, if I weighed a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, keep an eye on this guy. I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for him. Um, before we move on, I want to give a shout out to everyone who's been listening to the podcast. Thank you. We really appreciate it. Remember, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, rate us, review us, give us a subscription. Shout out to everyone who's been listening. San Jose, San Francisco, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Moscow, Dostradonia, uh, Champagne. Did you see Oregon. fucking Putin's house in Sochi? What? It, why was it in the news? It just in somebody put out a picture. I mean, I don't know if it actually is, but Vladimir Putin's house in Sochi. It looks like a fucking crazy. It's like up in the trees. It's super cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he definitely listens to this podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, God. we're gonna be guests at that house one of these yeah. days because he's such a big fan. You're my favorite baseball guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ben Dorgan, Russell's Belgium, Richardson, Texas, Lewiston, Maine, some uncommon ones, Jennings, Louisiana. Cool. Uh, Cajun know, country? Cajun country, exactly. Louisville, Fort Worth, Lewiston, the Netherlands. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. You can also follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Up. We have a Facebook page and an Instagram account. All right, gentlemen, it has been the first week of baseball. And why, while I would love to talk about the product on the field, sadly, I don't think we can. <laughs> well, yeah. <clears throat> it's also it's the first week. It's hard to, it's a small sample size to start talking about that. But, Right, so we're not going to get carried away. But... Right. Well, it's funny because on opening day, the Red Sox played so poorly. And, like, I just was, it like, you know, basically tearing my hair out. And then I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, you got you to take a breath right now. It's a long season. Yeah. Game one. It's a long season. And the Red Sox are not going to be very good. So... <laughs> You shouldn't be so distraught moment. just yet. <clears throat> I had a similar moment in my game one experience where like, and the Mariners came back and won that game. It was a very exciting comeback. It was a really, but like at some point early in it, I was like, rah, getting grumbly about it. Cause they were down, you know, it was just dumb. And I had to be like, you know what? I, I have to make sure this season, I don't get like too emotionally invested. In this. <laughs> this is fucking ridiculous. If it's not fun, like what am I doing? Right. <laughs> Damn it, James Paxton. <laughs> right. And it was like, I've been waiting so long for baseball to come back. And then like immediately I was just like, you know, distraught over it. Right. Angry. Yeah. Right. Emotions, like, like anger, anxiety, and disappointment. Yeah. Like, I wait, like, didn't even give look? myself a chance to be happy about it. You know, yeah. <clears throat> there was a great meme, 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 meme of, yeah. Like thinking about watching the Mariners versus actually watching the Mariners. <laughs> It was just like, yeah, little girl, like super happy and daydreaming. And then the next one, she's like screaming and crying, you know? Yeah. 
It's anyway. horrible. I hate baseball. It's the stupidest <laughs> fucking sport in the world. <laughs> but it's and back, and it's a happy it thing. What? But it's back, and it's a happy thing. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I'm going to waste no time. I'll do it in 25 seconds or less. Here's what's great about baseball. White Sox, they ended up losing this game against the L.A. Angels. But... Yohan Moncada strikes out swinging. The catcher drops the ball, throws to first, a routine throw, error on the throw, ball goes into the dugout. White Sox tie the game with two unearned runs on double errors right there. End up losing the game. Did you see that play happen? Yeah, yeah. It was hilarious. It It wasn't. But the throw didn't. That throw from the catcher to first base was a hard throw. The ball, it was a pass ball that wasn't his fault. Was the error on the first baseman? Yeah, he had to throw to the first baseman, but it was from way back by the. He, had, he was picking up a ball off the backboard or back uh, off the backstop, and he was throwing it to first base. It was a bad throw. It was a low throw, but it was like it skipped past and it kept going. It went like way out into right field. It didn't go into the dugout, did it? No, you're probably right on the angle there. Because the ball stayed live. That's how they scored two runs off of it. Right. Um, My only point is stupid mistakes are what makes this sport function. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's all I mean. And the White Sox still lost that game. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's what we forget every time we get, like, we're like, but it's like, yeah, this is about how stupid shit is and how things. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, a ball bounced off of Luis Roberts' head and scored the tying run. That's why it's better than other sports. That's why it's better than other sports. The bloopers make the sport function. Yeah, I I like where you're going. All right, Sam, you ready? Yeah, so we're going to we're going to move on from baseball to do a nice, tidy little segment about racism. Nice, tidy uh, segment. Oh, we're just doing a segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're doing one segment on racism and another one on public health. So it should be a pretty fun episode. <laughs> we have 12, we have 12 minutes. <laughs> we have 12 minutes. <laughs> All right. The MLB announced that they will be removing the 2021 All-Star Game from the Atlanta Braves home Stadium of Truist Park. Uh, uh, Truther Park, maybe? Oh, um, good one. Truther? Yeah. Oh, no, Flat Earther Park? Flat, Flat Earther. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, show me your birth certificate park. Um, <clears throat> after the state of Georgia passed a series of laws that severely restrict voters' access to the ballot uh, ballots, Box and that most believe will disproportionately affect black voters in the state. Uh, shortly, uh, black and not just black voters. And if you're uh, not white, it'll it's bad for you. And if you basically, poor, if you're like white, right, and if you're poor, white. Yeah. it's it's classist more than right. Anything, really. uh, if you're in like a, a liberal leaning section yeah, of the Democrat. state. Unfortunately, most of our classes delineations are based on race, though. So right, right, especially I think in Georgia. Right. <laughs> well, maybe not especially, but I see. Yeah, it's yeah. not short on it. Uh, shortly after Major League Baseball announced the decision to relocate the game, the Braves released a statement saying that they were quote disappointed and quote. Unfortunately, businesses, employees, and fans in Georgia are the victims of this decision. Since then, others, including Ken Kendrick, 
the owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks, and Governor, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas have criticized the move. Governor Abbott saying that he was in no way interested in uh, hosting the main, the, if, like, they, he wouldn't let them relocate the game to Rangers Stadium and that he uh, would champion safe voting or whatever the fuck. So the question is, <clears throat> do you think Greg Abbott would have said what he said if Texas was actually being considered for a replacement ballpark? Ooh, that's a good question. But you think he that they were out of the running, so he was like, this is a bullshit move. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, isn't that kind of, I mean, isn't calling it a bullshit move sticking with his brand anyway? I think so. Yeah. So, well, I mean, the other thing is Abbott, so we talked about this a little bit, that the Rangers were opening their, their season opener with 100% capacity in their new ballpark outside of Dallas. And after MLB made this decision, Governor Abbott refused to throw the first pitch at that game. Right. You know, in, in protest of, you know, the woke cancel culture of uh, Major League Baseball. Right. I think it's probably just because he, like, throws like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just want to interrupt that James Paxson was just removed from the game 24 pitches into his outing tonight. What happened? Second. Oh, that sucks. And it looks like something really bad happened to him. Ooh. That's, uh, I'm sorry. Mercedes is over one. Uh, yeah, he felt something. He's James Paxton is. So anyway, if the Mariners don't win the division, that's definitely why. Big Maple. That's bad. Um, here's my question because, like, Major League Baseball is not this progressive, socially just organization. No. Right? That they, they have never been in our lifetimes that kind of organization. So we've talked on this broadcast, on this broadcast podcast, about how fucking draconian this group of people is. It's a fucking horribly conservative, shitty old boys network. Right. So what's changing, right? And when is the breaking point going to happen? It's my understanding that you know the corporations, Delta, the sponsors, right? Delta, Coca Cola, Microsoft. They went to Major League Baseball. They went to Manfred. And they were like, yo, this isn't going to work. We're, we're out unless you move the All-Star game. And so he does what they tell him to do, for better or for worse. But at what point are the Republican Party, right? Because the owners are all Republicans, right? The owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks gave money to Warren Bobert, right? Warren Bobert, friend of the show, Warren Bobert. Right. She, like, he was her number one uh, contributor for her con- congressional race. Who was? The, the, the Ken Kendricks guy, the owner of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh. The owner of the Oakland Athletics is a huge Republican uh, I fundraiser. I think everybody knows. I mean, most of the dudes running baseball teams, yeah, are, are probably going to be, like, voted for Trump. Right. right but at what point are... Let's call them the racist wing of like Governor Abbott and like Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz and these like these dudes. At what point are the racist antics gonna start messing with the actual rich dude's money? 
right? Because I think that's what it boils down to. Well, I mean, it, it already did. That's why you saw the decision that's being made by Coca-Cola and Delta. I mean, those companies are, they're beholden to their, to the people that purchase the product or the, yes. their customers, you know what I mean? They, they have to. There's a certain accountability that goes on there that they, that capitalism has created a, a place where politicians don't have to listen to the consumers, but companies do. That's a good point, yeah. And then, so another baseball is another it's another product it's a capitalist product it's not a government institution so they're going to be they're beholden to the it's weird because like america in america the voting public is mostly the old people but the buying public is mostly the young people so Mm -hmm. there's a there's a split and as culture in america goes farther the left the right is becoming more kind of desperate to t- to hold on it. I, well, I don't know. Never mind. I, I think you're totally right. But Joel, I think that you have it a little bit backwards when you're saying that like the people in Congress or the Senate are like messing, going to be messing with the old people's money with their antics. It's like, this is what the rich people have paid for. Like <clears throat> Marco Rubio and the governor of, Georgia and the governor of Texas are like not going rogue with these. That's what I was wondering. Like this is what this is what the people who own baseball teams are paying them for. You know. I hear that, but then you've got these guys. Sam, you just got a text. Then you got these guys coming up in Congress saying we're going to try to strip Major League Baseball of their antitrust exemption status which is like good yeah good could do it fucking do it <laughs> fucking do it <laughs> uh and, and that's where i don't know yeah you're probably right sam but that's where where i'm like what the fuck are these guys even doing like i don't here's my take i don't think these politicians these right-wing politicians get the game that's supposed to be being played by their right-wing political donors. And that they're, they're, I don't know what the right metaphor is, veering off the road, so to speak. Maybe a little bit... I don't think so. If you look at... I mean, not to like get too freaking political on this podcast, but if you look at like... The, the Joe Biden uh, stimulus package, that one point or the two trillion dollar stimulus package that passed without getting a single Republican vote, um, that had what like a seventy five percent approval rating amongst Republican voters, and right. so the fact that it was broadly popular throughout the actual voting base, the actual people who were actual Republicans and not a single one of these, uh, not a single one of these, you know, politicians voted for it tells you that there's a disconnect there. And the disconnect is the rich people who are funding all of these GOP Congress people because they know that like the back end of this sort of government spending is higher taxes and if it's a democratic government, those higher taxes are going to like come to the 
top whatever 1% of the population in income. And so <clears throat> you have this kind of political, this, this item, this stimulus package, which has mass approval throughout, you know, both Republican and Democratic voters, but you see a huge, like, that not represented at the federal level because of this money situation. So do you think that this, the, the cancel culture, the, the wokeness, the, the voter fraud uh, allegations that are totally unfounded, do you think that's just smokescreen to hide, like, we don't want higher taxes? Yeah, that's all it's ever been. I could see that. Like that's, you know, that's abortion. Like, how right. many how many abortions do you think Trans Donald Trump has paid for? Transgender bathroom. Right, I mean, exactly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah. 16. 16, that's... <laughs> that's my guess. That's, that's your over-under. Abortion? Abortion. Oh, I was going to go way higher than that. <laughs> <laughs> Dude's like fucking 70. <laughs> Uh, and you know he doesn't wear a condom or pull out. Right. You know, he pays. Not. He pays for it. And the only the only fucking chance we got is that he probably doesn't get to that point very often, and it probably takes a lot more work than he's willing to give. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> you don't like imagining Donald Trump having sex. <laughs> oh man, when it's we so get so pathetic. Oh god, it's so. We're gonna write this. Okay, this is. True crime baseball novel that we've got to write about at some point. Uh, oh shit! I had a really good question, and then no, I just it's not a it. it's not a novel. It's a Netflix series. <clears throat> it's a what? Netflix series. Yeah, a Netflix series, definitely. Right. So the, so I mean, the only the only thing left is the real question: is what is going to happen next time something like this comes up? Yeah, with. Rob Manfred, because this time he bowed to corporate sponsors. Is he gonna if if the if Republicans make a big enough stink about it, and so all the other Republicans that are involved in Major League Baseball make big enough stink about it over the next year at fucking meetings and you know whatever their weekend getaways in Mar-a-Lago, is next time something like this a big social social issue comes up and somebody asks for accountability, are, is baseball gonna ignore it? And it, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Maybe. I also think that, uh, you know, the players are becoming more liberal. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if you would say that. And the players are, like, totally, nobody gives a shit about the players. Right. But the, the, the league... Players association. Like, right. the Major League Baseball, like, the office of the commissioner of baseball stands in between the league and the players. And so, like, they have to be able to... To, like, function the league properly, the Office of the Commissioner has to, like, take into consideration both sides. And I think as the players become more left-leaning, <clears throat> left-leaning issues become more, you know, popular in the general population, that's going to carry more weight, I think, in Major League Baseball, where it Man, never did before. Culture is moving to the left. Right. Yeah. No, left. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting boost. Nice. <clears throat> uh, all right. Well, Will and Bobert come on the show. We'd love to talk to you about the Colorado. Is it pronounced Bobert or is it like the bear? I think it's Bobo. I think Bobo lines with yogurt, but I may be. I just think like thinking of a racist lady oh. from Arizona being called Bear. She should start a yogurt company where you just shoot the yogurt into your mouth with like a plastic yogurt gun. <laughs> Ooh, like yogurt rules? Like Bobert's, Bobert's yogurt. And it's like, Bobert. don't have time for a spoon? Bobert's yogurt. And then you just like blast yourself in the mouth with, with an yogurt. Assault <laughs> an assault <laughs> rifle full of yogurt. Very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a Saturday Night Live sketch, too. <laughs> Alright, all right. well, I'm sure we'll have to talk about racism again. Probably not. It probably won't come up again. Yeah, no, we covered it. We, we covered it. <laughs> solved. Nice little bow on that one. Well, so you know what? Let's try let's why don't we wrap it up for another tasty little light a light little treat about public health. Right. Uh okay, here we go. I'm gonna take the next one. COVID strikes back. The opening weekend series between the Washington Nationals and the New York Mets was postponed after four players on the Nationals tested positive for the virus, and another seven were uh, another seven others were required to quarantine. This morning, the Nationals placed ten players on the ten-day injured list for COVID-related reasons, including John Lester, closer Brad Hand, and first baseman Josh Bell. The question I have is. This is, will this impact the opinion of what is presumably an anti-vax MLB Players Association? And I think this goes right into what we were talking about and maybe ties directly into what Sam was talking about with the left segments of the major league where baseball players or the younger elements of the players coming up having more impact. But yeah, I think the point is the MLB Players Association in the MLB, as oh, well, I guess like I'm asking the question, so you guys should answer. No. <laughs> Will this impact the opinion of what is presumably an anti-vax MLB players association? So, like we talked about this a little bit. One person who came out like we need to get vaccinated was Max Scherzer, right. and Max Scherzer. You know, I'm just stereotyping him because his name makes him sound like he's from fucking Bavaria. And he has two scary eyes, like like the villain from an Indian. He looks like a villain from an Indiana Jones movie, right. right? So I feel bad that I was unjustly stereotyping Max Scherzer, who came out and said, "No, we need to follow the science. We should be getting vaccinated." So good on Max Scherzer. Having said that, my hypothesis is that there is a division between like the pitchers and the hitters on this uh, issue. I wouldn't say it's that clean of a line. Yeah, I'm just trying to make a hot take a little bit here. Yeah, like a, a, we're, we're attaching a narrative to it. I, I mean, I think there's probably a segment of the major league, you know, of ball players that are against it, and then there's probably the rest of them. Yeah. Who was uh, a, a hitter who came out and said, well, this should be everyone's independent decision to get vaccinated or not? It was somebody I didn't expect, like Yavi Baez or something like that, but it might not have been him. Because well, <clears throat> the, the... I, it's an interesting thing, right? Because 
professional athletes are generally don't have a whole lot of higher education, right? And mm-hmm. have kind of spent a lot of their lives because they kind of come into this at a very young age and live their entire lives in this kind of bubble that's very regimented. Um, and so, like, nobody should be listening to professional athletes about anything. Uh, and yet they do. <laughs> and yet, and yet like listening we to do take their opinions seriously. <laughs> um, but I think that probably, you know, there's... I, and I'm not trying to say that they're all stupid. Um, I'm just trying to say that it's a very different worldview uh, than most people, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Max Scherzer could go either way. Like, <clears throat> maybe he's like a pro-vaxxer flat earther. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that we have to throw in the towel on him being some sort of like psychopath just yet. You know what I'm saying? I mean, have you ever watched a pitch? He's obviously a psychopath. <laughs> But, but, like, the good kind of psychopath. He's, like, the good kind of psychopath. You know what I mean. Good psychopaths. Yeah. Batman. It's like if a carpenter doesn't talk to himself, you can't trust him. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, my question is, is this going to be an issue throughout the season and how is Major League Baseball and the Players Association going to fucking deal with this? I would imagine that it is going to become less and less prevalent. I would imagine that a lot of players are going to get vaccinated and a lot of other people are going to get vaccinated. And so the number of cases are going to dwin- is going to go down. So it'll go down in the MLB as well. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be like last year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, cases are up in Washington, I've heard. So Michigan had a huge spike. Cases yeah. are up in most states, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, is that cases are going to go up, but I think that deaths are going to continue to go down because all the old people are being vaccinated. Oh, yeah. That's and so, I, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard thing. I mean, everybody's getting vaccinated pretty quick here. Right. right, but the old people were the ones who were dying. Who were dying. The, at, I know, I get it. Really high rates, yeah. Which, uh, you know, is not good, but, you know. Right. <laughs> They're not baseball players, right? The oldest baseball players, like, 36. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hard thing, the true. hard thing with, like, I don't Who's know. Who's the oldest baseball player? Uh, there's a there's a couple forty year olds still out there, I think. Yeah, probably. Verlander is the oldest baseball player. Uh, we gotta wrap this up. I do want to say Botolo Cologne got a sweet uh, sponsorship deal with Jim Beam Bourbon. So yeah, we still got our fingers Albert crossed Pujols that he's coming Mitchell back. Are both forty one. Which Hill's forty one? Who else? Albert Pujols. Albert Pujols. Okay. What did you say, Sam? I, we still have our fingers crossed that. Uh, Bartolo Cologne's coming back. Yeah. Like the, the fragrance? He really should do that. Yeah. Bartolo. Bartolo. It, what would it it's smell like? You could like? make a cologne and it would just be a bottle that said Bartolo. And he wouldn't have to do any 
advertising. No, but he's got this hilarious commercial where he's sponsoring Jim Beam whiskey, and it's like he like. Did you ever watch? Uh, not while the the Kyrie Irving commercials, the Uncle Drew commercials. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, it's like that, except it's Bartolo Cologne selling you whiskey, which is two of my favorite things in the world in one commercial. So. Does he talk about hitting a home run? Yes, yes, he does. It's like he is pitching to himself, hitting, and he is the only people in the stands. At like a pickup baseball game. And he's like shit faced on whiskey. And he's shit faced on whiskey. I <laughs> was really in that too. <laughs> All right. Well, we shall see. Um, let's wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, what am I forgetting to mention? Mm. Support your local unions. Because eh. they're the only things keeping you alive. Eh. <laughs> Eli. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Botolo Cologne is a dump on the ump hero. White Sox up three to nothing right now on Seattle. But uh, my boy Andrew Vaughn has yet to get his first career hit. They got Mark, they got uh, they got your boy, your main Mercedes out. And then yeah, he's the next three guys got on base. Well, yeah. Paxton walked a guy while exploding his elbow and possibly ruined ending his oh, end- career. Career, yeah. And then Margavicious Viscous came in. <laughs> See, this is exactly what I was talking about at the beginning. Is like, do you know that he blew out his elbow? Or like, yes, I fucking do, Sam. <laughs> I watched him walk off the mound while you assholes were talking about some shit I wasn't even paying attention to. <laughs> so. <laughs> Baseball's stupid. Fuck me. Stop watching it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it just stresses you out and makes you mad. It's a good thing the Mariners weren't supposed to be good this year. Or I would be shitting my <laughs> fucking pants right now. <sighs> yeah, that sucks. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dub on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. The White Sox are cursed. That's what it is. You're ruining every team. Well, I mean, we've lost. We we need to sign off, but we got Eloy out. We got Tim Anderson out. Fucking, there's an injury bug. We need to talk about this because you tried we to got, take out Shohei and James Paxton. That was Shohei's fault. That was his fault. He needs to learn how to cover home plate. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a bit of base. We are now a baseball podcast. It is baseball season. Thanks so much for listening. Once again, if you like what you hear, uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating, review, and a subscription. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and or Spotify. Follow us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump, at Facebook at Dump on the Ump, on Instagram at Dump on the Ump. For Thomas and for Sam, my name is Joel. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.